So again, Katie, thank you so much. Um, guys, welcome back to One Drink. Episode 35, we have Katie from Sort of Spiritual, and she's going to talk to us today about human design. So thanks for staying up for us. We really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I'm excited to be here. I always love chatting about human design. Yeah, so a lot of people don't really know human design. And I recently came across your page and I fell down your YouTube rabbit hole. <laughs> and a big, obviously big fangirl moment right now. Yeah, that's what I said. So obviously, I had to reach out because someone had introduced me to human design. And so I'd love for you to dive into what is human design. I feel like astrology, especially moving to LA, everyone's all about what's your sign. Milu is really big into astrology as well. And so I pretty much told her you have to eat, sleep and breathe by human design. And I think people will be mind blown, but fully understand your chart. So I'll let you dive into what is human design and then we can get into our charts a little bit. maybe. Yeah, totally. You guys both have really cool charts. I was just looking at them before the call. Really? Um, <laughs> really? You're like, am I special? Tell me. <laughs> so human design itself in its most basic explanation, it's a system for self-awareness. So I like to describe it as like a mixture of, or the love child of astrology and like a personality assessment, because it has the kind of like woo woo kind of esoteric piece from astrology, but then it's also a system that seems pretty grounded once you get into it, where it's like, oh, this is actionable stuff that I can do and implement in my life. And so human design itself is like a synthesis astrology of the chakra system of a Chinese system called the I Ching of a bit of Kabbalah. So it brings all these different things together and somehow has this like wild ability to tell you who you are and how you operate. And it was something that when I first found it, I was so skeptical of, even though it felt so true for me, but I was just like, I don't know, like maybe it's just me that this resonates with, yeah. right? And then when I really started to learn the system and started working with other people, I was like, no, literally every single person that I have done a reading for, it's always spot on. And there's been two times that I've done readings that people are like, eh, I don't know, it just doesn't really feel right. And then like a week later, they'll message me and be like, my mom had my birth time wrong. It's actually this. And like their whole chart's different. So yeah, it's just wild. Okay, well, I'm well. going to be the skeptical one because I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm open to it. I don't necessarily like believe all of it. So I'm yeah. really intrigued to, to hear what our, what you took from our charts as well. But totally honestly, like would love to get to know you as well. And like how you even, <laughs> where you even started with human design, give us some background on you. Yeah. So I have a bachelor of commerce. I say, I don't know how I ended up here. <laughs> you know, I'm like if I, like from graduating university to now, it's like, what happened? But I was really obsessed with personal development for a long time. Essentially, I was miserable. Like I hated myself growing up. I really like got into personal development in my like early twenties because I was just miserable and wanted to be happier. And so kind of went down the rabbit hole of literally anything that would tell me what my purpose is, what I'm here for, and got into this like kind of world that was emerging of life coaching. And so it was sort of like a whole bunch of random synchronicities that ended up with me leaving my career and working for this like life slash business coach. And probably a year or two into working with her, maybe a year, she hosted this retreat and one of the speakers at the retreat spoke about human design. 
And so that's how I found out about it. It was just like this random series of coincidences. But when she talked about human design, she was kind enough to run my chart as well as everyone else's at the retreat, but I was the assistant. So she didn't need to run mine by any means. And it was just like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like there's just something here. Like I need to go into it. And I just haven't been able to leave it alone. And that was like four years ago now. So here I am. (laughs) That's huge. I love that. There's so many, I, I just told Milu to pull up her chart and I think she was a little overwhelmed because there's so many different moving parts. And I know very, very little about the human design, but ours look very different. Yes. Um, Nilu initially, her first glance, she said, oh my God, today's my design date, but it's a different year, but it's like the date. Yeah. So your human design is made up sort of two dates. One is whatever date you were born. And then the other date is 88 degrees, which is about 88 or 89 days before your birth date. So that means your birthday is in like three months, right? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. That's- so that's like the two different days, but that's cool that today's your design date birthday. I know. Um, Perfect day to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yes, you two have very different charts. So in human design, like the highest kind of level that we look at things is in type. So just like in astrology, how you have like zodiac signs, there's 12 zodiac signs and human design, there's five types. And so the types are manifestors, generators, There's a hybrid manifesting generator, which is what you are, Nilu. There's projectors, which is what you are, Chloe. And then there's reflectors. So those are kind of the five main types. And yeah, type-wise, you and Nilu are very different. And then like chart-wise, you're also very different. And you both have like pretty interesting charts like in their own right. So I'm excited to get into that. But yeah, so when you're initially looking at human design, looking at your type is really important and because that helps you to understand how your energy works when you get more into it and then your authority, which is also how you're designed to make decisions. And so Chloe, when you're talking about being like a skeptic of this, a hundred percent, I am all for people being skeptical because it's like the way I look at human design is it's a system to help, you know, and understand yourself and to trust yourself. And so it's like, I don't want anyone to ever take on anything I say as like, dogmatic, whatever. It's like, no, experiment with this. See if this works for you. See if this helps you make decisions. See if this helps bring you alignment in your life. And if it doesn't honestly drop it, like, I don't want, I don't want you doing this if it doesn't work for you. But what I generally find is like the more people use their human design, the more aligned they are, like the better things feel. And it's like, oh yeah, I want to get more into this. So yeah, for sure. Okay. I also would like to say anybody listening, how do they find their human design so they can follow along? with what we're talking about. Yeah. So if you don't have your human design already, there's a couple of different places. I usually recommend for beginners to go to a website called mybodygraph.com, or you can also go to myhumandesign.com. I like my body graph because you can like make an account and build like a library. So you don't have to continually enter your information every time because it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, I want to look at mine. Oh, I'm going to look at my parents. Oh, I'm going to look at my best friends. Oh, I'm going to look at this guy that I'm dating. Right. So it's like <laughs> always the guy that we're dating. Always, like, always important information. For <laughs> so, sure. Am I wasting my time? Let me know now. Yes. It's funny. I am, I'm divorced. Actually, I got divorced when I was 29 and I didn't find out about human design until like two weeks before I left my husband. And I look back on our charts together and I was like, oh, red flags, <laughs> you know? Really? <laughs> like, oh yeah. How, how old were you when you got married? Um, too young. 
I was, I can't remember, <laughs> 24. And I was like, what business did I have making a contract for the remainder of my life as a 24 year old? But no, I totally, yeah. I feel like we're <laughs> both like our late, I'm in my late 20s, 27, and she just turned 30. So we're kind of like, you know, like we feel that pressure of like, oh, we should have gotten like in a relationship and all that. But I think like a lot of people say what you say, like, you know, have those like young years to explore before. Yeah, totally. Like get to know yourself and then enter Mm -hmm. into a relationship as who you actually are. Not this like, and you know, no shade to anyone who got married when they were younger and are happy and enjoying it. Perfect. Like everyone has different paths, but it's like, if it's not something that's like immediately right for you, it's like, yeah, give yourself time to know who you are before you get into a relationship with someone else for sure. Yes. So when you're looking at your chart, I understand that it talks about different points in your life. Are you able to predict some things that like aren't completed, like the channels that aren't completed or the chakras that aren't colored? I guess this is a premature question, but yeah, that's not really how I look at it with human design. There definitely is like, you can get into something called life cycle analysis, where it's like, you can look at like your Saturn return, your Chiron return, your like Uranus opposition, like all these different points, but it's not so much about like predicting things in human design. Whereas like astrology, you can get more into like the transits and like different themes that are going to happen. And like, you probably can get that into human design, but I more look at it as like a map for who you're designed to be, where you can really see how you're designed to operate, what your strengths are, what your challenges are. And then I sort of look at it from there as like a map of how to personally develop yourself where it's like, oh, I'm really in the low expression of this energy. So I want to focus on this because it's going to like prevent me from like the gifts that I have. And so I look at it more as like a personal thing, like always in the now, as opposed to like, what's going to be in the future. Okay. Wait, that's huge. That's awesome. I'm so great. I'm like looking at both of our charts. I know I'm excited for you to kind of explain it to us. Like we, so we did my human design.com. And it kind of like gives us a little like the chart properties and kind of breaks it down, but like what it actually means. I don't know if we fully like understand Mm -hmm. all of it, but I would love to hear your take on it. And I'm also curious as to like what you think, like our charts together. (laughs) You guys actually have, no, you have such a great connection chart together. So that's really cool. So we can get into that. I'm like, oh no, we're about to get into our divorce. (laughs) no 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 you guys have like you certainly have a fair amount of like challenges in your connection chart but overall it's like a pretty good connection to have like you have enough like electromagnetics you have enough things that connect the two of you together you both have areas where you like individually shine you complement each other well but then you also have areas that are potential challenges and so it's like when you're looking at that it's just (laughs) you're like yeah we know (laughs) I love that okay okay so the main so explain to us when we're looking at the chart right now initially I see all these random triangles and squares what do those represent Yeah. So the shapes, when you're looking on the body graph, those are called centers and that's, what's taken from the chakra system. And so wherever you have centers colored in, those are areas where you are radiating energy and wherever you have centers that are white, those are areas where you are taking in energy from other people. So Chloe, for example, you have a lot of open centers. Like you have what, like one, two, three, four, five, six open centers. And Milu has four open centers. So, which is like, I would say like three, four, five is pretty common. So it's like, you have a more open chart than most Chloe and your energy is also kind of like more susceptible to 
feeling other people's energies as opposed to Milu's. So you're like more like filled on the top and hers are filled all in the bottom. Yeah. And so she has, she has, so let me just talk about your charts a yeah. little bit separately for a second. Okay, yeah. perfect. So yeah. Chloe, you're a projector. And so projectors are really good at knowing people. They're good at managing people. They're good at seeing things. And it's kind of like the joke with projector where it's like, you are like the queen of like unsolicited feedback because projectors can just see how they can see things. They have a perspective that the rest of us don't have. And projectors are only about 20% of the population. So they're one of like the lesser common types. And so you're, (laughs) you're, designed to have like a certain perspective on things and to be able to share that with people and to like guide energy. And so it's not so much about you doing the labor or like working hard projectors aren't really meant to work a lot, but it is about knowing how to use your energy. Yeah. So projectors are always <laughs> right. It's like I'm actually designed to be lazy. So I need to be actually nap. not my job anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm not designed to work. I was told so. Yeah, but it's, it's really true. And so within your chart, you have your mind center connected to your throat, connected to your identity center. And so when it comes to you making decisions, you're what's called a self-projected projector. And so you're really designed to make decisions through talking them out. And so it's not, which I imagine you do all the time. I find self-projected projectors are usually pretty on point with that naturally, But it's like, it's not about getting other people's feedback. It's not about like having an immediate response. It's literally getting clarity through like talking out in your own voice. And if other people are listening, cool. And if they're not, it just honestly doesn't even matter. But it's just like, as you talk things out, you kind of come to a place of clarity. So that's where you get your kind of alignment from. And projectors are also designed to have things come to them through invitations. So it's less about like going after things and making things happen and allowing things to come to you because projectors are designed to be really magnetic. And if you imagine like a common analogy for a projector, this idea of a lighthouse where it's like you're designed to just like be obsessed with what you do, to love it, to like shine it really bright and the boats come to you. You don't go and chase down the boats, right? So it's like you just get to be really strong with my men. It's like yes. projecting and then they will yes. come to me. Absolutely. Totally. Don't chase. Got it. hundred percent. hundred percent. Have you seen that like thing that's going around on TikTok? I feel like on my TikTok, like every other video is that affirmation. That's like, I don't chase, I attract, attract what belongs yes. to me will simply find me. And yes. so I'm like, that's a hundred percent it for projectors. And then in terms of like some of the characteristics in your actual chart, like you have huge gifts around your capacity for leadership and influence. So that's a really big gift in your chart. And you also have your incarnation cross, which in human design is kind of like a part of your life purpose or your life story. And it's not guaranteed per se. Yours is called the cross of penetration, which like, LOL. Yes. (laughs) But But it's really this idea of being able to like get into people and like impact people and like wake them up and shake them up and like get things started and get things moving. So you can really like help people to initiate things and to see things differently. And often, especially as a projector that has more of this like wisdom or potential for wisdom, you often see things in people that they're not willing to see in themselves or don't want to see in themselves. So you can be someone that's like a a huge impact on others of being able to show them this and to wake them up and to like wake them up to their gifts or like wake them up to them being a freaking dumbass and they need to get shit changed, you know, but not everyone's always going to appreciate that. And so that's where that whole invitation thing comes, because if you just go up to someone and you're like, what the hell are you doing with your life? You suck. They're going to be like, ew, who are you? Stop. 
But if they're like, Chloe, what do you think about this? And what do you see with this? And then you share, they're like, oh my God, thank you so much. You changed my life. You're amazing. You know? Um, so does that make sense to you, Chloe? Yeah. So when you found, what did you call it? The cross of penetration, where, where did you find that? So I don't know if it says it on my human design. Yeah. Incarnation cross. So that's what that part's called. And so that's a fairly big part of your design and every, there's like 192 different incarnation crosses. So there's a lot of options. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then with Nilu, so you're a manifesting generator. So you have a very different energy type. You are someone that's really designed to have a lot of energy and to respond to, (laughs) and you're here to really like respond to things that you love. So it's like where Chloe's designed to make decisions through talking things out for you. Is it like a full, like gut, like hell? Yes, let's go. We're doing this. Or is it like, like, you know, and so it's like really getting clear on your gut. It's like, if something is a hell yes, amazing. And if it's not, it's a no. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how alignment comes for you. It's like really through your sacral center of like, so that's that red square. You actually it might be a different color on the set that you're looking at. It's usually red, but it's like mm-hmm. the second square from the bottom when you're looking at all the centers and that's the sacral. So that's like your sort of life force energy. So it's like you're a little energizer bunny when you're doing things that light you up. So it's not like yeah. you're never going to get burnt out or you're never going to be drained or anything like that, but it's just that like you're here to use up this like gift of energy that you have. And in terms of, <laughs> she's like the one that's like, she has an idea. She's not going to sleep for four days until yeah. she sleeps the idea. <laughs> totally. So this adds up. Yeah. And so manifesting generators are really designed to operate through response. And so I really look at it where it's like, you get these kind of like clues from the universe where it's like, you see something outside of yourself and you're like, hell yes, let's go. And manifesting generators are often really multi-passionate. So it's like, it's so funny when I see like really aligned manifesting generators because they'll be like, yeah, I'm a lawyer and I also have a yoga studio. And then I have a scrunchie business on the side. And I also <laughs> do, and you're just like, me. what? How do you have like the energy a to thousand percent. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's really cool because it's like when you're doing stuff that you love, all these different random things actually energize you more and make you more aligned. And so for you, it's like, it, like in, you guys are polar opposites in this sense, because for projectors, it's really about focusing on this one area that like mm-hmm. that you are excited about and manifesting generators. It's like doing all the things because all of the things are going to feel good. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. 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 Like, let's pick merch. No, let's do a hat. No, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do that. It's like, okay, yeah. let's do one thing at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so it's a good partnership, you know, because it's like, it's good for Nilu to do these different projects, but you're also not going to finish all of the projects. And so that's something as a manifesting generator that you just like have to come to peace with where it's like, you are not designed to finish everything. And so there is a certain amount of like, what can feel like wasted energy because it's like, oh my God, I have all these things that I didn't do. And it's just like, who cares? Move on. Like you're not designed to finish everything, like drop the whole societal expectation that you have to finish what you start. Cause it's just never going to happen for a manifesting generator. <laughs> and then you have a really cool circuit of energy in your chart. So you'll, when you're looking at the chart, you'll see that there's all of these numbers on the body graph, right? Mm-hmm. So all of these numbers are called gates. And you'll see when two gates connect, that's called a channel. So for example, Chloe, when you're looking at your chart, you have the 4323, which connects like the top center to your throat. And then you have the 317. So you have, those are your two channels. And then when you look at Nilu, like Nilu's got a 
whole back of channels. Um, Yeah. And so she's got something called the integration channels. So it's this whole circuit of like kind of on the left side of their chart that connects all Mm -hmm. these different centers. And the integration channels are really interesting because they have this huge theme of self-empowerment and really like doing shit for yourself where it's like, you have so much strength in what is right for you. What is like a hell yes for you? It's not about other people. It's not about what they want. It's not about what they care about. It's really for like living life for yourself as yourself of like, what is so true for you? Screw what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter. (laughs) That's very much me. Yeah. Well, and it's really funny, like, you know, not that I know you guys, but just from like looking at some of your social media and like the Mm -hmm. podcast and whatever, like one of the things that you're really designed to be driven by. And so in traditional human design, they would call this energy, like feelings or intensity. But one of my teachers calls it the gate of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And like, that's really what you're driven by. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like all of the experiences like all of the things, you know, and it's like, that's what you're driven by. Whereas for you, Chloe, your chart is more so this idea of like digesting the, like, what am I trying to say? Like digesting the kind of like esoteric, like woo woo questions of the universe and like making sense of everything and like assimilating everything. So that's more of like a driving force for you is this kind of like digestion of like the world and like making sense of things. And like, yeah. Whereas like with Nilo, it's more like, let's just go have all the experiences. Like let's do everything. Let's feel all the things. Let's like, you know, (laughs) that is like the most spot on description (laughs) of me ever. Okay, I have a question. While yeah. we're on, um, so like, say how Nilu has 20 to 57, and those are, those channels are filled. Part of it is one color, and part of it is another color, and then what do the numbers represent? So two different parts. Yeah, so the numbers are called gates. There are 64 of them, and the gates are what's taken from the system called the I Ching. So it's a Chinese system called the I Ching. The gates are hexagrams in that system, And they're each different energies. So I look at them as like human archetypes where it's like, there's a different energy that just like is an archetype in humanity. So for example, 57 is really about like intuition. 20 is really about like being in the now, being in the moment. So it's like each of these 64 energies have a different kind of characteristic. And then when they connect and form a channel. So in Nilu's example, you know, the 57 connects to the 20, whereas in Chloe, you just have the 57 but when they connect, it forms a channel. So there's energy that flows there consistently and the different colors, again, it'll depend what software you look at it in traditional human design, the colors are either black or red. And so the black means that it's fully conscious. The red means that it's unconscious. And so if you have a blend, then it's a bit of both. And so when you have a channel that's black, you usually have more awareness of that energy versus if it's red or if it's unconscious, it's a little bit more difficult to understand fully. So for example, like Chloe, you're you're 731. So your channel of the alpha, you have fully conscious. So you can probably trust your leadership abilities and you're like more comfortable with that. Whereas your 4323 channel, which is the channel of, sometimes they call it the freak to genius channel, because it's like you, this is likely an energy that's more difficult for you to trust because it's like, you'll get these downloads of things and you'll try to explain them to people. And if it's not the right people, or if it's not the right time, they think you're a freak, essentially. They're just like, what the hell is this girl talking about? 
And, but and when it is the right people and it is the right time, it's genius. And so it's not like the idea is any different. It's about the timing and the delivery and, but it's more difficult for you to trust that. So it's like with that, there's often this experience that comes of like, oh, I'm going to hold back. I'm not going to share my ideas. I'm not going to share this because I did that once and it didn't go well. So it's like, I don't know if I can trust this, you know? Mm -hmm. Wait, quick question. So for the channels is where does it say, like, if you click on it, does it say what the channels are like, or what the, no, like, so you, is there's like an entire list of the, the gates and what gate leads to that. So how do you, where can we find like what this channel would be like specific number channels? So that I would, again, I would look at mybodygraph.com. It's not as it pretty, it there. but it okay. will say what the actual channel is called. And then I have cheat sheets for all of the gates and for all of the channels. So I can share those with you guys if you want to like put them in your show notes or something. If people want to look yeah, up what their channels amazing. are. Really cool. So, okay. The channels are like the lines that connect. Yeah. And then yeah. The, the gates are those like the shapes. The circles. The gates are the, oh, numbers. the circles. And the numbers. The numbers. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And then those are, are the, the channels. No. Or sorry, the centers chakras centers. or centers okay but they're, they're si- signifying chakras correct yeah similar yeah okay. okay cool so what if it's only half full is that mean that there's going to be another person that's going to fulfill the other half or is this just for you will it maybe not be completed what does that look for like? the gates and the channels you mean mm-hmm. yeah so whenever you have a gate that's just by itself and it's not fully in a channel that's where you have like electromagnetics like that's literally where you connect with other people and like sparks fly and so when you Chloe's, meet someone my, Chloe's, my channels are like empty yeah, Chloe's <laughs> is pretty empty. bare like I am so bare and I'm like does this mean somebody else is gonna fill those channels or like no you well, have to just over time within you have to find it within. I got a lot of fun <laughs> finding within right now because I just literally I have one channel guys that's com- no two channels that are completely filled and like Milo's whole thing is pretty much filled <laughs> Yeah. And so you guys have fairly different charts, like I said, where it's like Nilu is on like the side of having like a lot of channels. So it's like, she has more than average, I would say. And so it's like, often when you have people that are like that, they tend to know themselves a little bit better because they have more energy that's consistent in their own design. Whereas like with you, Chloe, like I have similar to you, I only have two channels in my chart as well. And so it's just like, it's not like a good or a bad thing. Like there's not any like, I don't know, benefit or like detriment to either way. But when you have the channels that are fully white, which you have like quite a few of in your chart, it's just like more capacity for women. It's more capacity for experiencing these other people's energies. And then wherever you have just like a single gate, it's like that's energy that's like reaching to connect with other people. And so you're just, the more kind of hanging gates you have, is what they're called, the more you're going to meet someone and you have the capacity to connect and be like, ooh, I like you. Ooh, we connect about this. And so it's just like more areas to connect. So it's not like a bad thing. It's actually kind of cool. And like when you look at how your two charts connect, for example, like you have three connections essentially in your chart. So you have like if you look kind of down at the bottom on the left-hand side, on like the left triangle, it's your spleen center. So Nilu has the gate 28 and then Chloe has the gate 38. So you two have that connection in common. So you have that channel. You also have the channel of initiation, which is sometimes called the channel of the shaman or the priestess, which I think is, sounds kind of cool. Okay. Um, 
And then you also have the channel of recognition. So like how Chloe, or sorry, how Nilu has that sex, drugs, and rock and roll, that gate 30, you have the 41. So I imagine together, she probably brings out some of that energy in you, Chloe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> most definitely. This is so fascinating. I know. Um, sorry. I feel free to keep going. What's like, what would you say is the biggest benefit of like, knowing your human design and understanding it, like someone who's new to it, like what would be the benefit that they could take away from learning about it? Yeah. So quite a few things, I think in terms of understanding your energy type. So that's like the manifestor generator projector, whatever, and how you operate. Um, understanding that can just make your life a lot easier. For example, if you're a projector and you've always been told like you have to just go out and make things happen, you're probably burnt out to shit and exhausted all the time and everything is hard and nothing's happening. And it's like, yeah, that's because not how you're not supposed to operate that way. So when you understand like how your like vehicle is designed to operate, it's like, oh, wow, things are so much easier. So things just tend to flow a little bit better when you learn your authority, which is how you're designed to make decisions in human design. And some of it seems really obvious for certain people and some of it won't. So like Nilu, for example, for you, yours is like that gut response of like mm -hmm. the hell yes. And Chloe is like needing to talk it out. So those are fairly like, I would say those are some of the easier authorities to understand. But when you understand how to make correct decisions, it's like, oh, I don't have to be up in my head all the time. I can let go of all of this like mental anxiety of like, oh my God, should I do this? Or should I do that? Or like, maybe this was the right decision or maybe this is the wrong thing to do. It's like, no, you can just connect with what your correct decisions are for you. And it's just like, okay, this is right or this isn't right. And it doesn't matter why, it doesn't matter the reasons because it's like, I don't know, there's some greater knowing that knows better than we do that our brain just isn't gonna find better answers for. And then another part is just really understanding yourself. So understanding your strengths, understanding what your challenges are. So like, for example, in my chart, one of the gifts in my chart is being able to explain things in a way that people understand. And when I first saw that, I was like, that's fucking dumb. Like, who cares that I can explain things? What a waste of a gift. And then I'm like, oh shit, that's literally what I built my entire business on, you know? Yes. <laughs> and so it's like leaning into your gifts and then also dealing with the challenges in your design. So again, in my own chart, one of my biggest challenges is self-love. And so it's like, it gives me a lot more compassion for myself. Cause it's like, oh yeah, me growing up, hating myself. I mean, not that it needed to happen, but like seeing my design, it was kind of like, yeah, that was just probably going to be something I struggled with at some point in my life. And so it's something that I can just put the work towards and then not really like, I don't know, feel bad about or hate on myself. Cause it's just like, this is literally just like a challenge that's been put in my life. So let's deal with the challenge instead of like making myself wrong for it. That's insane. I would love to look <laughs> at all the different houses or all the different, sorry. Centers. Channels. channels. Oh, channels. Yeah. And what each represent. Yeah. So all different. Like I said, in I'll, I'll share the link for the cheat sheet that I have with you guys. And I have it broken down with like the planets for the gate. So you can see there's like this whole, like all these symbols for like the sun, the earth, the moon, whatever. And so each of these is going to have like a slightly different energy. And I have a cheat sheet that has like the energies for the channels and like all of the information for the gates that has like the high expression of the gate, the low expression of the gates, and just like a little tiny summary because it's a lot of information. Like I could talk about each gate for like 20 minutes, so we don't need to do that. That's too much, um, but it can help you get an idea of like, oh yeah, this 
like in your Saturn, for example, you often have challenges there and it's like, oh yeah, I do have a challenge with this. So how can I shift this energy so I can like get the gifts that are in my Jupiter, let's say, which is kind of like the ideal. Oh, <laughs> I think this is so interesting. It's so interesting. And I'll, the environment one, like your strongest sense and environment, like as you get further down the chart. This so the real world. <laughs> What was, what was yours, Chloe? Mountains. Environment, mountains, places where you can get perspective, wherever you feel like it's conductive for you to get clarity for information. Yes. And then Nilu's, I think is actually the opposite. Hers is valleys. So I was, I was looking at your charts, (laughs) but it's like, it doesn't really, it doesn't matter so much with that. And it's more so like your environment's more important after your Saturn return So Nilu, I don't know if you're in your Saturn return yet. I don't know if yours is in a few years or. What does um, that mean? What does does Saturn return mean? So Saturn return is essentially just when Saturn is back in the same position as it was when you were born. So I'm just like looking up. I have your charts here, but I didn't have this part looked up. I went through my Saturn return already. In my Saturn return, I got divorced. I quit my job. I got laid off. I moved. I started a new relationship. Like literally my entire life fell apart, but I'm happy that it did. Okay. So when Saturn, when your Saturn returns, is that when something like big usually happens or changes? If you're out of alignment often, like often Saturn will come and just like slap you in the face to be like, what the hell are you doing with your life? Figure your shit out you know, but if you're already in alignment, then it's usually not that bad, but it's just like lessons that are here. So yeah, Nilu, yours isn't until um, January, 2023. So okay, you have some work to do before then. <laughs> so it's, is it usually like a challenge? It's not like, oh, positive. <laughs> like it could it's be like positive. It's like a pivotal but... moment in your life. It's positive, but it doesn't always feel positive at the time. <laughs> like it kind of like shakes you and is like, yeah, in the face, but awake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got be. it. So January, 2023, <laughs> I will be ready for you. Yes. And so Chloe, you're probably in yours right now because in human design, <laughs> yours is in 2020. Oh no, yours started in 2021. So yeah. So you're in it right now. Yeah. Oh, wow. How long does it last just one year? It lasts however long Saturn is in the specific sign for, which is like, depending on retrogrades and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, it it depends on whatever my Saturn is in. Yeah. So whatever I'm like trying to see all the different charts, because I'm looking at things through all these different ways, but yeah. So look to see (laughs) what sign your, your Saturn is in and then see like how long that. Saturn is going to be in that next sign and it'll help to give you an idea of like how long your Saturn return is going to last for. That's not my forte. That's very much more of an astrology thing, but from you can a human- find that on my body graph. Um, or are you just Googling. I'm looking. So I use genetic matrix actually for oh, my okay, human okay, design stuff, it. but I use the paid version of it and it's a little bit more complicated. So I don't really recommend it unless you're like going <laughs> deeper into human design because <laughs> yeah. it's not as clear. But what I look at is like, when you're looking at the gates is looking to see what gate you have in your Saturn, because regardless of your Saturn return, there's likely going to be challenges in that area. And so like, for example, for you, Chloe, you have the gate 41, which sometimes people call it the gate of fantasy, but it's this like whole idea of potentially being like a daydreamer of like wanting to get things started. But in your Saturn, it's like maybe being like stuck in the clouds and not really getting things started or having all these ideas, but not knowing what to do with them. So it's like, that's a very short form of like what a potential challenge could be with the gate 41. 
And then with Nilu, yours is, oh, yours is also the gate 30. So yours is the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So that's a potential challenge of like, I would look at it more generally in Saturn as like the intensity of like feeling too intense or like having like difficulty in that area. I mean, potentially the sex, drugs, and rock and roll thing of like getting out of control with that or like spending too much time in that arena. So interesting that you say that because the thing that I've been working on like more recently is like, okay, I don't need to be the party girl anymore. Like I've lived that for so long. I've been doing that for literally a decade. Like maybe it's time to like chill out, but yeah. So that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like, get ahead of that lesson. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's like, you can still like this gate still really wants like the intensity of experiences. So it's like, have the experiences, but it's like, what experiences do you want beyond just like the party life? Like what other experiences are there in this world? And like, there's so many. So it's like, how do I fill those experiences that were just like partying with something else? It's like more meaningful or more interesting, or it's going to like add something more to my life, you know? Mm -hmm. I definitely feel that. Okay. So I have a silly question, but like, you know, when they ask what's your sign and what's your birthday, when we ask a guy so we can get his chart, how do we know if we're compatible with them or not? Or will that tell us at all? Yeah. So what I really look at when I'm looking at my chart with the guy is this is where I use genetic matrix. So I look at connection charts and there's, there's an app. I think it's just called like the human design app or something that's like six bucks or something in the app store. And I'm pretty sure that will do connection charts as well. And so you need to know his time of time. Or- yeah, I know it sucks, right? <laughs> we, so we do, so of- <laughs> we, we do need that piece of information. We do need that piece of information. I know. It's like, listen, if this is what you want, this is what you're going to have to give me. Essentially, what I look for is like there's different types of channels when charts connect. So electromagnetic channels are it's like where two gates connect with each other. And like, those are good. And then there's something called compromise channels, which you just don't want a lot of. So if you have a chart that has like one electromagnetic channel with a guy, so there's like some attraction, but then there's like six compromise channels. That's like, you don't want that because the compromise is just going to be conflict likely. Like it's just too much for a lot of that, but there's so many nuances that go into it. It's not like there's one thing that you can look at and be like, oh yeah, this is going to work out great. Yeah. There's just, there's a lot of different things to go into it. And then what I also look at too, is that like, not everyone is operating like how they're designed to be. So it's like, sometimes I meet people and I'm like, oh man, this is going to be such a good connection chart. And then you meet them and you're like, well, what the fuck? You're not like this at all. (laughs) You know, like you're so out of alignment that like, this doesn't even make a difference. (laughs) Does the type, like if you're like a projector or a manifester, like, are there certain types that get along better together or like, like, like does a projector that not matter? and a manifesting generator or yeah like work well together I think all types can work well together it just depends okay. on like how you get into it and understanding how each other operates I will say that like the manifestors and manifesting generators sometimes can be sketchy in relationships and like I'm a manifester so I fully own this but it's because it's like you want to be able to do things and you don't want to be stopped and you often have like your childhood experience of like, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. And so manifestor types, including manifesting generators will then just like learn to go about and do things and not let other people know what they're doing. 
because it's like, I don't want you to stop me. So I'm just kind of like, not fully going to tell you what I'm doing. And then it makes you really sketchy because it's like, you're sort of lying, but you're not really lying or potentially you're flat out lying, you know, whatever it goes different ways for different people. But then that just like, you're not going to have a good relationship with anybody, whether it's like a working relationship, a romantic relationship, a sexual relationship, whatever, because it's like, you're not being honest and like, you're not Yeah. And this is, you know, something I've certainly had to learn myself. (laughs) So that's just something to watch out for. And it's like giving people like the freedom to not get them in trouble for everything, but also knowing that yourself, if you have those tendencies and then for projectors, it's like, they can run a little on the critical side, not always, but you know, so it's like being mindful of that. Let's say for you, Chloe, where it's like, do you need to like share every correction you have with everybody all the time? Or is that something that you can just like keep inside your head sometimes, you know? (laughs) Had to talk it through sometimes. (laughs) You're like, sometimes I need to share. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Okay. So if, if, and when people are going to look at their own design chart and they want to have it read by you, is that possible? And, or how do they reach you? I actually don't do readings for people anymore. Yeah. I have an online course that teaches human design. So outside of my students in the course, I don't do readings anymore. I have lots of people I can recommend people to. So if you want to reach out to me on Instagram, feel free. I'm happy to like recommend different people out there. But yeah, there's lots of great people that read human design charts. And I really think it's just like finding someone that you resonate with because it's like all about how you connect with someone and how you're going to like understand what they're sharing with you. I'm like every guy that I meet moving forward, I'm probably going to be asking him all these questions. <laughs> I, I can but definitely I'm also going to dive into my own as well. I'm like, I can definitely picture Chloe like date one being like, so when were you born? And then being like, <laughs> oh my God, coming home and like Googling it right away. Like, can I borrow your phone? And I'm like texting his mom, like, hey mom, what time was I? Like, Why did you? No, not me. Um, no, I think this will be great because I definitely want to dive into my chart to understand yes. like, where my moons are. Like, I feel like I have so much to work on myself because everything is white. So I think that there's a lot, it's crazy how all of mine are like the top centers and yours are a lot of the bottom, which Is that weird that that makes a lot of sense because of things that have happened in your life already? Like I look at like yours being like all of these chakras from your past. I don't know. I, does it, does it fully, does it correlate like directly with the chakras, like crown, throat, heart? Yeah. So it's like uh, from the top, like the top root. The, the middle ones are pretty much the same. So it's like at the very Mm -hmm. bottom, the root is the root. The one above that, the sacral is the sacral. And then the two triangles on either side. So the right triangle is the solar plexus and the left triangle is a spleen. And those are both parts of the, the solar plexus chakra. And then the little triangle that's close to like the diamond in the center, those are both the heart chakra. So there's like two chakras that are like split in human design centers, but the top three, so it's like the crown, the, the mind or the Ajna and the throat, like the top three are the same. And then the bottom two are the same. And then it's just like the middle where like human design splits it up. It's yeah. So the reason Chloe's like asked was saying because of like my past. So I had a really bad accident and my, the main injuries I had were exactly where Mm -hmm. are filled in. Oh, interesting I don't know if that yeah like at all because it's like what I was wondering I'm like was it yeah (laughs) I mean there's not necessarily like a direct correlation with that where it's Mm -hmm. like oh you have this you're gonna have problems here but one of the gifts in your chart Chloe or sorry Nilu is struggle 
So it's like, you actually have like a huge gift through this idea of like struggle and like overcoming and like seeing challenges as Mm -hmm. like something different and like understanding like what the meaning of life is or like what is meaningful and like what is important. And did you guys know each other when you had this accident? No. Milu? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious because Chloe has in her design, she has something called the gate of shock. So often like you have like shocking events that happen in your own life, but Milu has the kind of connecting gate to that. So you have the gate 25, which connects to 51, which is a gate of shock. And so I'm like, that would have been really wild if like that happened when you like initially connected or something, but, but yeah, I would say we just have more shocking events together, (laughs) (laughs) but it's interesting. The struggle one is interesting because I fully believe that people who've gone through trauma or struggles are like, they just have a better mindset. Like, I really think that everyone who's gone through trauma, I'm like, you're more interesting to me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, totally. Yeah. But that's like a big character. gift for you. It, it 100% builds character, right? And it's like, not that like you want people to go through this to build character, but it's yeah. like, if that's what, like, if you, if you're going to experience this, like, yeah, better to come out having character built from it, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And so I noticed that you do a human design school. Yeah. Do you want to share a little bit more about that or how people can enroll if it's still available or maybe when the next one would be? Yeah. So I actually, it's open right now. It'll, I think I'm going to close enrollment on next Monday. So I have an online program called HD school. And the idea is that I wanted to create something. I launched it first last year that teaches human design in 16 weeks, but you have access to the course for life. So you don't have to do it all in four months. You can take your time if you want, but I know a lot of people get into human design and they're just like, I want to know everything right now. So it's an online course. It teaches you the whole system. It teaches you how to read human design. So whether you just want to understand your own and like the guys that you're dating, or you want to like actually use this in your own business, you know, I have a lot of like coaches and healers and consultants and stuff that want to add human design to their practice, because especially as like human design is just getting more and more popular. I feel like people want to understand this and when they're working with clients. Yeah. So I teach it there and it's all like well-organized and easy to reference because when I was learning human design, it was just kind of a nightmare. Like Mm -hmm. it was so difficult to access information and everything was so confusing. And so I really just made it as like clear as possible. And like I said, that is allegedly one of the gifts in my chart is like communicating transformational information in a way that's easy to understand. And so it's like, oh yeah, cool. I guess that's what I'm doing here. (laughs) And then you also have a podcast, correct? I do. Yeah. I just launched my podcast last month. So it's called the sort of spiritual podcast. And it's just kind of like a good reference point for people who are new to human design. Mm -hmm. But even if you're more experienced with human design, like I get messages from people all the time that are like, Oh my God, I've been studying human design for two years. And I learned so much from your podcast. So I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Yes. And then where can everyone find you? I know you're on YouTube, you're on Instagram. What is your handle? So people can you know, read all your stuff and learn more about their own human design. Yeah. So everything for me is pretty much called sort of spiritual. So on Instagram, I'm at sort of spiritual. There's periods in between the words, but if you just type in sort of spiritual, I'll come up Mm -hmm. on, and then I have all of my links in my, or in my Instagram bio. So my YouTube channel is linked there. My website's linked there. Like you'll find everything. So yeah, Instagram's a good little gathering place. Come say hi. (laughs) We'll put all the links in our um, show notes too. 
Cool. Um, seriously, Katie, thank you so much. Yes, this has, this been, has been so, so fun. Yes. So fun. Now we're just going to yeah. like dive in. If you can send us the cheat sheet and then everybody who's listening, you guys can look up your own human design and share with us what you've learned. I really <laughs> appreciate that you made time in your evening to chat with us. And yes. go over our charts. Yeah. yeah, I know this is fun. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm, yeah, I'm so excited to learn about my channel. Yeah, that's what I said.